0: Welcome back to another episode of T-10, the show with 10-minute takes on the future of education in healthcare. I'm your host, Tim Fitzpatrick. On today's episode of T-10, you'll hear from Christy Chung, who currently leads digital innovation and transformation for Sanofi in Canada. Christy and I first met in 2018 at the Interface Health event in Vancouver while she was still earning her PharmD from UBC. Today, Christy is combining her pharmacy background, experiences as an MSL in neurology, and passion for all things digital health. It sounds like this role also allows her to explore digital health internally and has a lot to do with her focus on stakeholder education around digital literacy. If you're interested in neurology, biomarkers, AI, or pharma, Christy is someone you should get to know and connect with. You can also check out the show notes for links to her AI Collective. It's a project she co founded to help pharmacists understand the basics and use cases for AI across healthcare. Without further ado, please enjoy my first international episode with Christy Chung. Christy, it's so good to finally have you on. Thank you for joining me on T-10.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So it's pretty funny to think that we met, I don't know, was that 2017? I had just started Icona stuff. You're the first person Mm -hmm. I met at the conference in Vancouver. Uh, We've both done (laughs) quite a few new things since then. Um, But I'm excited to have you on Mm -hmm. because we we talk often, but uh, Mm -hmm. we have not had a chance to talk here and you've been changing roles. So I want Mm -hmm. to give you a chance to share your latest role at Santa Fe yeah. and what you're working on. I know there's been a change there, um, but why don't yeah. you start there with kind of who you sure. are, what you're currently working on.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, so my name is Christy. Um, I'm a pharmacist by training and I started my career at Santa Fe, and I'm still here now. So I was originally in our medical teams, both in head office and then in the field as a medical science liaison or MSL. More recently, so about six, seven months ago, I switched into a new role, um, and that's leading digital innovation and transformation for our specialty care business um, on the Canadian side. And I imagine similar to many other innovation roles, um, I think the exact roles and responsibilities are still very undefined and they constantly evolve, um, but I think it's what's most exciting at the same time most daunting um, bit about this role.
0: Sure yeah so this is great I I know you and I have talked digital health that's Mm kind of how we first started chatting and and just getting to know what each other was interested in and we've collaborated separately on kind of research into what a provider's and different stakeholders think about um, think about digital health and what it is and it's funny to think about on the one hand in the last five years, how much people have thought about, well, what is digital health? And now you're in a role where you're actually shaping how that part of the industry is thinking about digital health and understanding digital health. So could you maybe go a bit deeper into how your understanding the last five years has shaped some of what you do now, but then also of course, what does what digital mean to the organization and, and kind of how you're thinking about it in your your position?
1: For sure. And I think just being an observer of the digital health ecosystem in the last five years, it's been such a roller coaster ride, but exciting. Like it's gone up. Of course, there were pandemic impacts there, and it's kind of, you know, just evolved a lot throughout the last five years. And how biopharma and how the industry has viewed it, I think, has been really interesting to see. I think the appetite for digital health has really increased. Um, But I think there's still some hesitancy. Um, So if I just backtrack a little bit, like for my role, I mentioned it's somewhat undefined and I think digital means so many different things to different people, especially Mm -hmm. in our industry. So on the one hand, I could be implementing, introducing, piloting new digital tools, solutions, processes, and really just acting as the change agent or change ambassador. Um, But on the other, I think a big part of what I hope to do in this new role and what I'm really passionate about is inspiring and amplifying a culture of innovation. So this could really just mean looking for ways to celebrate, you know, team members, pilot projects. But it could mean things like exploring digital health opportunities or any opportunity outside of the traditional biopharma world. Um, And then to your second part of the question about how industry thinks about digital health.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, I think it's really interesting and I think it depends on who you talk to and I'll elaborate. So please, there are groups within the pharma industry who really view digital health as a supportive service to the existing brand, so a traditional drug molecule or a biologic. Um, Others might have a different way of approaching it, and they may have some more freedom and flexibility to explore digital health. They may be in a more sandboxed environment. Um, So that's also a really neat approach, and it really just depends on the company structure or how the organization has gone about it. And there are certainly pros and cons. Ultimately, there's also a business component to it. Um, but it's interesting to really connect with different folks in the industry to see how they are thinking about digital health and what they're excited about going forward.
0: And I, this is a great segue because, well, before we get there, because I absolutely want to understand and hear where you're excited about this, just uh, now that you mentioned this is a relatively re- recent role, and um, mm-hmm. I'd imagine you're getting a sense of what can be accomplished in large organizations and uh, given all those different kind of, pers- it sounds like personality mixes, but also yeah. different drivers of different business units, even internally. So I, I want to hear where, where you're excited. Uh, do you get the sense that there are people who are advocates? You, know, you mentioned supportive versus sandbox, and those seem like structural kind of philosophies or ethos, if you will, uh, are you finding it's, there are advocates internally, you know, your, if your job is amplifying and finding those people and being that internal champion, and you know, I can't say enough about the role of a champion and getting anything into an organization. Yeah. So I know I'd imagine that being that internal ambassador is such an important role. Are, are you finding you're connecting with people and there are lots of others like you, either in your organization or across that side of the industry who are excited about the role of digital and kind of the future of of your space?
1: I think we're still getting there. And that's just based on my read so far and other people might have different opinions. Um, I think what I've seen is that there are now digital health or termed otherwise, but digital health teams across most, if not all of the pharma companies and, each one of them have different approaches, like I mentioned before, but I think there are strong voices, but now it's about, you know, amplifying that voice and making sure we're increasing awareness, making more noise about what goes on in the digital health landscape external to our industry and making sure that other people are well, well aware of what the opportunities are as well. Because I, And I think that's, you know, an opportunity for more education, for more dialogue, between the digital health community and also pharma, but also like academia and other sorts of institutions that touch healthcare.
0: Yeah, this is, so I I wanna talk education for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, you bring up a great point. And you know, as someone who has not been in, on your side, certainly been in the role, doesn't have a PharmD, but I can imagine with existing business units and large, large organizations, uh, the the shift to digital, while might it might be highlighted in a role, right? Certainly, like transformation or lead. Like for a lot of people, I'd imagine it might be an easier lift for it to be just an easier way of doing existing processes at first. If it's not shaped or pitched as necessarily a giant transformation or step change, or however we like to frame it as people who are building solutions in digital health. So I'm sure that's also part of your job, which is a, a judgment call and kind of yeah. seeing are, where, are, where are these opportunities that I can recognize and in, incorporate without having to call it something that's going to radically change people's workflows or the day's uh, ways of doing business. So I appreciate yeah. that. And it, uh, I want to hear more about education. So you, you just mentioned this in in this comment, it's certainly obviously the, the topic we talk about most here. It's why we're here. Um, how do you think about education? And, and please feel free to take that wherever you want, because I know you've been actively involved in this, whether it's stakeholder side or externally. Uh, but how do you think about education in your role?
1: Yeah, so I mentioned a few things earlier, but if I just continue on the same thread about education, maybe within my industry and within um, my organization and other companies as well, I think There needs to be more conversations, again, about what goes on outside of pharma. Um, I feel like the startup or smaller organization landscape, we see a lot of companies pitching to pharma companies now. I think on our side, we also need to do better in terms of inviting startups or inviting other groups to come in and spread awareness about all the innovation that's going on outside. Like in pharma, we do a really good job of research and development with heavy scientific rigor and we're really good at developing great medications for folks. Um, But I think there are ways that we can add more creativity we can rethink how we provide care for patients and truly keep our patients at the core. And sometimes that means looking at things outside of what we're used to. Mm-hmm. So really having good dialogue between pharma and the startup ecosystem. I think in one of your previous episodes, like Henry from Altoida was mentioning a lot more education about digital biomarkers in pharma. So that's just an example of having more open dialogue between the two, groups or ecosystems
0: so first of all shout out henry love it uh, <laughs> yeah uh, and we'll, we'll have to uh, we've been thinking about getting a group episode where people can share insights yeah. on that side and we should we should think about doing that for sure um, you know that's it's a really important point and and just quickly on things that uh, i've seen in that, that the awareness and education piece especially where you're building something potentially so novel or in a way that the industry or people you work with just haven't seen it positioned before or mm-hmm. they're not fully aware of the opportunity because it's just either slightly adjacent to or yeah. uh, or completely different from the area they're used to operating in so i love that idea of who else outside of our organization can help us understand the opportunity here and see if there's see if there's alignment but at the very least you're raising your own awareness of uh, of how else you might think about it so that's
1: and i cool. think a a big part of education is also like peer-to-peer education, right? And that's where having those champions can really be helpful. But the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about is in our industry, I think I'm seeing a bit more of this now, but it would be great to have more um, team members or talent that come from completely different backgrounds than what we're used to. So recruiting folks coming from the tech space the data field, that's a big one. Um, What I personally want to see more of is more like user experience and user design presence in our industry. Um, They really have a great voice and advocacy for our patients and caregivers. Um, I was talking to a friend um, a couple weeks ago, and I mean, we were joking, but it's not really a joke. We were saying like at the leadership level, they should have chief patient officers or chief caregivers officers to make sure that their voice is really heard. Um, I think we all have a very similar mission. Like we ultimately want to improve how we deliver care to our patients, but I think we can do more on that front and to think more creative, creatively about it.
0: I, I love the idea of a chief patient officer. I I, I think there are a few maybe startup side companies who have done it. Obviously, the Perhaps, the ones yeah. I think of immediately are like, you know, the work at Savvy Cooperative and Ask Patients and just, you know, there's organizations who are doing a really incredible job of bringing in that voice. Um, I, I love that that idea, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. the reason, reason I'm here and um, some great news out today for those, you know, October, 2022 for patient data and having access to that data and being able to tell that story. Um, so I think I, I think this this whole idea, this trend is certainly yeah. something that if we can find ways to bring that voice forward and to Definitely. bring it into the the actions of the organization, maybe we can close that gap between the decisions that are made in the echo chamber of a boardroom and what actually happens in, in the clinic setting. And um, mm-hmm. another reason why, by the way, you know, pharmacists tend to gravitate, at least in my experience um Towards digital health, towards build building new tools, and they have that yeah. really unique. And I know we have a lot of mutual friends who yep. happen to be building or in this space, and you know they've been in those outpatient pharmacy, retail pharmacy, clinics, and they're in the communities. And but they also mm-hmm. have the medical knowledge. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but that <laughs> that is like part of where I'm seeing. You know, it may not seem like a, a multidisciplinary skill set, but it it certainly is from what from what I've seen of of pharmacists who have made their, made their mark on digital health. So I like that approach.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think the pharmacy profession is really, um, has really picked up on the digital health piece. I think um, coming from a pharmacy background, we're very used to having these sorts of conversations with patients about their medications, but not only that, it's really about their journey and sometimes really it's about the, like the patients teach us more than we're taught in school about these, um, these conditions and what patients go through themselves. So I think there's a lot of education that goes back and forth. And that's, what's great about this sort of relationship between healthcare professional and patients themselves. And we need more of that.
0: I agree. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I, I, I'm optimistic. I think Mm -hmm. that uh, you know, we're in Q4 now. Um, <laughs> and it seems like things are picking up on the funding side again, despite, you know, we're looking at the macro environment. and uh, But still, I, I feel optimistic about a lot of the companies that are, are yeah. sharing recent results and publishing papers and showing you know, whether it's social determinants or reduced hospitalizations and um, mm-hmm. improving care management. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be Excited and obviously a lot For of the sure. news lately as well. So I, that t- kind of takes us into yeah. future looking, right? I want to understand as someone in this this role at uh, such a large organization, how are you thinking about the future in terms of what you're optimistic about, and certainly where education might play. But uh, just in general, I'd love to hear uh, maybe whether it's a year from now or it's more of the mm-hmm. five to ten year aspirational tech horizon, you know, what, what are you excited about seeing over the next several years?
1: Yeah. And I, with our industry, it, there's such, it's such a large organization that, um, there are so many opportunities for digital health, I think. And this is really just my perspective, having been in only a few of those functional areas within pharma, um, but you'll often hear people say like R&D is where there's a lot of digital health and or digital impact in general as it relates to clinical trials. Um, but I think digital biomarkers, just because I'm nerdy, I feel like that's an area that I'm really excited about. And there are certainly um, specific therapeutic areas where I see a lot of impact, like neurology, um, perhaps psychiatry, but also neuromuscular diseases. Um so I see a lot of that, and I think it's great because we we in the healthcare community, you know, we can always do better in terms of understanding the patient's disease state. And with leveraging digital, I think we can better understand the day to day, but also like the continuous of how what patients go through, right? As um, whether it be early in their um, disease or like throughout the course as they progress. So digital biomarkers, measurement, leveraging data there, I think there's a lot of opportunity there for us to learn more from. Um, And then kind of on the other side, so we have medications available for patients. We have medications in development in pipeline, potentially effective and safe for patients. But beyond treating the condition, what else can we do to improve the patient's journey, right? Again, I was saying earlier, we do a really good job of research and development for medication specifically, but there's a lot more to the patient's healthcare journey that I think we can touch. Um, So, whether it's reducing time to diagnosis or if it's other things like social, occupational health, are there other areas that we can really think of to improve patients' interactions with the healthcare system, patients' interactions with organizations, companies? Um So figuring what the opportunities are are there and exploring a bit more of that, I think is really interesting to me, and I I see that um, really amplifying um, the offerings that we can provide our patients beyond just the medication.-
0: We are definitely going to have to have a panel about digital biomarkers <laughs> because there there's such a nicely rounded out, but coverage of expertise between you and Henry and a couple others who I'm, I have top of mind. So thank you for sharing. Christy, before we yeah. before we wrap up here, yeah. if people have questions, want to connect with you, want to read some of your writing, where, where can they find you and how can they connect?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can reach out to me through LinkedIn or through AI Collective. Um, so AI Collective is just a, a pet passion project that my partner mm-hmm. um, and really great friend Whitley Um, and I, we've just built as a bit of an educational resource for healthcare professionals. We're still working on it, but you can reach out to me through there with feedback, um, comments, questions, concerns, or through LinkedIn anytime.
0: I love it and shout out to Whitley. Um, What you (laughs) have written and built at AI Collective is, is such a great entry and point for people to continue learning. If you are interested in AI and how AI is playing a role in healthcare, it's an amazing starting place, and again, um, excited. Thank you for for coming on. It was so good Thank talking you so to you. Much. Of course, uh, hopefully, <laughs> we'll have you back on here soon on the panel.